When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right. It's actually came to this. Investors now are buying virtual land in the metaverse and they're doing it at high prices like premium real estate, like real real estate, but it's virtual real estate in the metaverse. And you know me, I'm one of these old fashioned kind of like boomer investors where I mostly focus my efforts on the very outdated, antiquated version of investing where I buy productive companies that have employees that earn profits and those profits are returned to the shareholder. That's the silly type of investing I do. And you might be saying that, Joseph, that's a pretty outdated form of investing. Now we have people that are buying NFTs or you know, they're known as JPEGs, which are selling for millions of dollars now. JPEGs of rocks are literally selling for millions of dollars. JPEGs of monkeys and, and apes are selling for millions of dollars. And I haven't ventured into that. I'm just not... I'm not that creative. I, I, I feel like I'm shutting myself off from potentially some good investments. So in this video, I want to look at a new form of investing. It's not just crypto. It's not just NFTs. This is in kind of the same realm, but it's literally real estate in the metaverse. We have articles like this that investors are paying millions of dollars for virtual land in the metaverse, and I want to go through it. So let's go ahead and look at this together. See if we're not missing out on potentially a very good investment. All right, now the first thing that I want to look at is the mainstream's reaction, the mainstream media reaction to buying land in the metaverse. So let's go ahead and look at Shep Smith. He's kind of a mainstream guy. He's the CNBC news anchor side of things. Not really the investing news, but he kind of just talks about news in general, politics, current events, you know, different things going on in the world. So I would consider Shep Smith to be kind of mainstream, right? Let's go ahead and look at his reaction to this type of phenomenon. The real estate investors are paying millions of dollars for plots of land that don't even exist. It's come to this, at least not where you and I can see the land. They're in the metaverse, the virtual reality space where a digital private island can cost as much as an average American home, legitimately. On the land rush where there is no real land. Here's CNBC's Andrea Depp. I just want to look at his mannerisms because I think that he does a good job connecting with his audience and they're probably somewhat reacting the same way. Legitimately, he's kind of, you know, he's he's laughing and kind of not scoffing, but just lots of land. It's kind of a bizarre sense. idea. And you can it's see his reaction. Right. It seems crazy to him. This seems crazy to Shep Smith and most people in the mainstream media. And if you don't catch yourself, you might have the same reaction as well. You might just instantly scoff at this idea and think that it has no merit and instantly knee-jerk reaction, write it off. But I don't think that's the best approach as an investor. As a good investor, you should have curiosity. You should be wanting to learn and adapt to new changes and things that are happening in the world. There's lots of things that I could go back in time on that are amazing things now that originally they were scoffed and laughed at. There's a clip online that has surfaced, and maybe I'll show it here, but it's of an interview, a really old interview, I think in the late 90s, maybe the early 2000s, and it was of Bill Gates describing the internet and electronic email, right? Electronic mail to, I think it was David Letterman, right? On one of the late night shows. And David Letterman does his thing kind of like Shep here, where he laughs and scoffs and acts like it's a preposterous idea, and why would we do that? 
when you already have mail. We already have physical mail. Why would we want email, right? Well, we see the same kind of thing happen a lot with any new technology, any new advancement. Buying land in the metaverse at first appearance seems laughable. That's our knee-jerk reaction. And I would have that same reaction too. But I have to take that step back and have curiosity and see, is there any merit here? Is there anything that might actually be worthwhile with this? Does this actually have some potential validity in the future? So let's go ahead and look into this more in depth. Here's a report from the Wall Street Journal on real estate in the metaverse. The latest big real estate market isn't on scenic coastlines or in major cities. It's in the metaverse, where a growing number of investment firms are spending millions to acquire digital property. Owning land now in the metaverse is a little bit like buying land in New York 250 years ago. He just said that buying land in the metaverse now is like buying real estate in New York 250 years ago. You got pretty good returns if you've owned real estate in New York for over 200 years. I assume. I think it's gone up in price since then. Let's go ahead and continue on with this. Metaverse real estate isn't all that different from property in the real world. It just exists digitally in 3D cities where users can simulate real-life pursuits like shopping, playing games, or attending virtual concerts. There are houses that you can walk into. There are shops that you can go into and buy things. Uh, And this real estate in the metaverse is increasingly for sale. The idea behind investing in digital land is that once you own it, you can make money by developing virtual property and leasing it out. We bought it because we want to do something very big there. We want to do something that's immersive and exciting. And in order to do that, you have to have lots and lots of space. Of course, digital real estate is still considered a very risky investment. So what exactly led to this virtual land boom? And what factors make it so valuable? So not only are they buying real estate in the metaverse, but then they actually they start to develop it afterwards, which is quite incredible. And as you'll see, the development process for this real estate is very similar to how it is outside of the metaverse. I mean, it's strikingly similar. Right now, the metaverse is an evolving space that comprises multiple digital worlds where users can interact with avatars. Many of these digital spaces appear cartoon-like, while others feel like virtual recreations of the real world. Andrew Kegel is the CEO and co-founder of Tokens.com, an investment firm specializing in cryptocurrency and metaverse real estate acquisitions. Land in the metaverse looks a little bit like a monopoly board in that you have these parcels of land and you want to try to acquire as many parcels of land on the monopoly board. There are only a few platforms where investors can buy and sell real estate, each with their own unique cryptocurrencies. Each platform has a limited number of parcels available for purchase, which is tracked using blockchain technology. In November, Republic Realm, a firm that buys and develops real estate in the metaverse, said it paid $4.3 million for land in the world of Sandbox. But having looked at this, it actually reminds me of something. Do any of you remember that genius idea that person had where they started a million dollar homepage, where they made an image that had a million pixels or a homepage and they sold every pixel for $1. Here's the Wikipedia article about this. The Million Dollar Homepage is a website conceived in 2005 by Alex Tu, a student from Wiltshire, and he wanted to raise money for his university education. He sold one pix- $1 per pixel in a 10 times 10 block, right? So he sold them in little blocks at $1 per pixel. This led to him making a million dollars by selling every single pixel because it started to become a marketing gimmick for companies. They wanted to own a little bit of it. 
And because he created artificial scarcity, it made the demand for it even greater. So this reminds me of this concept a little bit, but on a bigger scale. These companies have created the sandbox with this artificial scarcity that like any scarcity is driving up the value. So now we've come to the point where even a single plot of land might cost millions. It's the largest digital property sale publicized to date. The whole reason why it is a store of value is because at the outset, each metaverse platform declares exactly how many parcels there will be. So they would be cannibalizing the value of their own holdings if they continued to mint more and more of it. So that that tenet of scarcity is what gives the category value. As in the physical world, location is a major factor to consider when buying digital land. Areas that are busier or have more visitor traffic like the downtown areas, the parcels of land that are for sale there would be worth more than those that might be in the suburbs. Once you have this parcel of land, you can use various programming tools to create things like an amusement park, a casino, a museum. You can build whatever you want. It's hard not to laugh at this. I mean, it's such a crazy concept from the outside. Uh, They have now first class areas to live in and like second class areas that have less traffic, right? So everybody's wanting to get the place that is kind of like the Vegas Strip, right? It's the place where all the, the stuff is happening. That's where you want to buy the land. That's where it's really worth the money. So, and then they're going to talk about developing the land. ...that individuals and companies will spend money on virtual developments like homes and retail space. And as more people join these online worlds, the properties will increase in value. You know, if you build a mansion, you might sell it to someone who's very wealthy and wants to spend thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars on a mansion in the metaverse. Or if you build a mall or an office tower, you're going you're gonna to lease out the space to companies and you're going to collect rents. Tokens.com said it paid $2.5 million for attractive land into Centraland's fashion district. They bought attractive land in central Decentraland's fashion district. That was a pretty good pickup. I, I bet the broker did pretty good in that exchange. Um, I, I bet there are like real estate agents that broker these deals as well. This is so incredibly complex. Um, It's so in-depth. It's just incredible to learn about this. Decentraland is a 3D decentralized virtual world that was launched in 2017. The long-term vision is that we want to turn that property that we've purchased there into the Rodeo Drive or the Fifth Avenue of the metaverse. Our goal is to be the dominant and leading metaverse landlord. Companies pay an architect to design virtual homes or malls and a game developer to build them. Zoning rules limit what and where a company can build in the metaverse. They have zoning rules, like HOAs or something, right? I mean, everything, down to every last detail, seems to mimic reality, every single aspect of it. Like the real world, metaverse buildings can defy the laws of physics. That might be one distinction there. They can defy the laws of physics. You can't really do that in the real world point in the development cycle where it looks nearly identical to real world real estate development. So you hire an architect, you come up with a mood board, you pull images of other other spaces and buildings and designs you like, and you figure out what it is you're going to build. And then from that point forward, it actually turns into video game development. So then you hand it off to 3D renderers and then to 3D developers who make it interactive. Some of Republic Realm's developments include a virtual mall, which it leases to retailers selling fashion for avatars as well as a master-planned community of around 100 villas on private islands that it sold to individuals. 
is this is not just an opportunity to continue to build their brand, but it's a way to introduce their brand to a whole new demographic of people that are young gamers into crypto and all these types of things. Of course, investing in digital properties is still very risky and highly speculative. Unlike in the real world, the value of virtual properties could plunge if the world they are in loses popularity and people stop visiting it. This is one of the main issues that really isn't, you know, this is one distinction from the metaverse to real worlds is in the real world, there is only so much land. We're not generating more more land. There's no creating more land. Um, we have an actual physical land and we sell and buy that amongst each other. So places like New York, we know there's not going to be any other uh, New Yorks. We can't create another New York. We can create other places that are popular, but not like New York, right? In the metaverse, there's different sandboxes and entirely different companies creating these little worlds. And in that aspect, they can create as many as they want. So this type of thing can be replicated as many times but it's probably going to be true that some of these, at least a couple of them, will become the very popular places. Even though there's land everywhere across the U.S., there's only one New York City. It's a very popular place that people congregate to. And it makes sense to me that the same thing would happen in the metaverse. Even though there's thousands of different sandboxes and places where you can buy land, a couple of the big ones and main ones will be where everyone really wants to own, and those are going to be the good investments. So they talk about how they're trying to actually buy into those specific ones they think will be popular. It's really a third derivative investment of crypto, highly volatile, highly speculative. But the reason people are drawn to it is precisely for that reason, because there is the potential for outsized returns and that volatility is what they came for. In order to reduce that risk, investors are buying land in a number of different virtual worlds. Republic Realm, for example, says it owns more than 3,000 plots of digital land across 24 different worlds. If you bought crypto five or 10 years ago, you're a very rich person now. And people see that and they're looking for other things like that to replicate that growth. And so all these other blockchain-based investments, including metaverse real estate, are appealing to people for that reason. So again, this is another, I think, clear distinction between the metaverse and real life. They're having to buy land all over the place in hopes that whatever world does become a popular one that's the one that they already own land in before it becomes popular. So they're doing basically the same thing you did with crypto like a year back. You might have diversified and bought all the, you know, the top 20 different cryptos. And then if any of them exploded and went up 5,000% in value, at least you own a bit of that one. So they're trying to practice some form of diversification here. So the next generation of tech users, which is why Mark Zuckerberg anticipated this and renamed his company, they're going to require from technology an experience that's 3D and immersive. And they are not going to be content with their parents' social media or e-commerce experiences, which are 2D and about scrolling. They're gonna to wanna to go meet their friends in what we now call a metaverse, but where they can interact in a way that feels much more human and much more normal. All right, so there you have it. There's the case for buying real estate in the metaverse, virtual real estate. Now, like many of you, my initial reaction to hearing this was somewhat like Shep Smith's, right? It was just kind of laughing, scoffing, being a little bit confused of why people would be spending real money and good money on virtual real estate. But the more that I actually think about this and have an open mind and curiosity, the more I actually realize it's not such a crazy idea. Here's a few things to consider. One is that people are fine buying digital goods that are essentially worthless all the time. 
We do it all the time. This isn't something new. Look at game developers, whether it's Riot Games or whether it's uh, uh, Fortnite, right? Different game companies, they sell skins for their games. These are just ways to dress up a character. They don't last that long. You become bored with them after a while, but they sell them for like 50 or 60 bucks a skin, sometimes even more. Valorant does the same thing. This is a game owned by Riot, but you can buy skins for guns that are like 60 plus dollars and people regularly buy them. Epic revealed that they made $50 million from one set of Fortnite skins. Just one. Not their entire collection. They're spinning them out left and right every single day, but this is just one that they made $50 million from. Buying skins and digital goods is a huge market, not a small one. So just looking at that alone, I think there's some space for buying real estate and other digital goods. Another thing we know is that the metaverse is happening. It's happening whether we like to admit it, whether we want to embrace it or not. The metaverse, I strongly believe, is going to be a big future thing. We know that Facebook has changed its name to Meta. They're pushing into this full force. It's Zuckerberg's primary task right now. And Facebook, of course, is not the only one. Apple is pushing into the metaverse. Apple's stock price has recently seen a surge just on the prospects without them actually revealing anything, just because people kind of know from rumors that they're working on some VR and AR headsets. But if there's a metaverse where you can walk around and shop digitally in a 3D world that's completely virtual, Apple, of course, is going to make products and hardware that you can do that in HD and, you know, it's going to be really high grade hardware. So Apple's pushing into this as well. And all the other big companies are as well. Microsoft right now is being hit with a wave of defections as the tech giants battle for talent to build the metaverse. So a lot of people are leaving Microsoft to go to Meta because they're putting more emphasis on this. And the Metaverse team at Microsoft is saying, hey, they, they're putting more money in this. They're putting more effort. So I'm going to hop from Microsoft to Meta. There's kind of a, a race now to get to the Metaverse. I think that soon, at least over the next two years, I'd say by the end of this year, I think Apple has a very good chance of releasing some type of AR VR headset. I think they'll put a big push into this. So overall, when I actually take a step back and let go of my initial reactions, this actually doesn't seem so crazy. It's a little bit out there. It's very speculative, right? It's not a super easy thing to invest in with any type of thesis right now, but it's not the most crazy concept. We know people spend money on digital goods. We know that there's been many cases where people scoff and laugh at things that over time become a norm. We also know that big companies like Apple and Microsoft and Facebook are all pushing heavily into the metaverse. Meta, the Facebook company, Meta, sold a ton of those Oculus 2 headsets. They were a big seller over the holidays. That is just kind of one step in introducing a lot of people to the metaverse. So taking all of that into context, I really don't think that buying real estate in the metaverse is the most crazy concept. I think that there might actually be a real investment thesis here, and the people that get this right will probably make a lot of money. So as of right now, I have no specific investment thesis in this. I'm not really uh, taking any specific route. If you have any investments in the metaverse, let me know. I'd be interested to see what you're doing. But for now, I'm just a casual observer. I'm trying to learn about this, and I'll be commenting more on it in the future. So that's all for now. I'll see you in the next one.